Kia ora, I'm Stephen Moe. I'm a director and impact lawyer. You're listening to Board Matters. In this series, I speak to top New Zealand directors who I met on the Advanced Directors course run by the Institute of Directors. My guests share their unique perspectives on governance and what they've learned along the way. We start with the question, what would the title of your book on governance be and why? Well, it's a pleasure to welcome Rachel Afeaki Taumoepeao, who's a chartered member of the Institute of Directors, and she's really involved in the not-for-profit sector. She's on a number of boards, and they relate to housing, mental health, and the global church. And when she's on a board, she often provides a Pacifica perspective to the boardroom. Thanks so much for joining me, Rachel. And Rachel's going to share with us her introduction and give us some of her Papa connections. Oh, hey, thank you, Stephen. Maloni Lei. Uh, warm Pacific greetings from Kirikiriroa, Hamilton, Waikato. You know, I am a New Zealand born Tongan first generation Pacific Islander of Tongan descent. And um, my parents are Tongan migrants who moved uh, to New Zealand about 40 plus or close to 50 years ago. And they actually met each other um, in Auckland and married and had my brother and sister and I. Through my father, I actually can fuck a papa back to um, Ngati Awar, and I do have a pepeha. My pepeha that um, I connect back to is uh, ko potuaki te maunga, ko tarewira te awa, ko matatua te waka, ko ngati awa te iwi, ko ngati rangi hauriri tu, ta wera ika kino ngā hapu. Ko matata te kainga tawhito, ko rangi hauriri uh, tu marae, ki te taha takukuia, Ko Emeline Brown, Parone, Tana Hingoa, ko Ringa Ono te Tupuna Kuya, ko Te Rangitakina te Tipuna Matua, ko Edith Percival Rawa, ko Loloma Apiaki Okumatua, ko Rachel Taka Hingoa, ko Aleki ko Hane, ko Alexanita Paula Percival Mepetrick, ko Tamariki, ko Tene Pepeha. Well, that's wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I'm really looking forward to our conversation because the two of us were on a course recently. And the opening question of the course was, what would the title of the book on governance be if you were the author? So I'm curious to find out from you, Rachel, what was the title for you? Well, the title for for me um, was Governing at Pace. And so that was the title that I put down because I, I guess being a mother of four, and I sit on a number of boards and I still work and still have to juggle my household. It sort of was very much related to the juggle is real uh, for many people um, um, in today's world because we live in a, um, we, we actually live in a season or in a period of acceleration where things are just working at, things are moving at pace, things are moving at acceleration and not just in a sense what's going on around us, but what's going on in front of us and we, what spaces we move in. So that was the title that I had thought of at the time. It's an interesting point, isn't it? Because you're right. We kind of compartmentalize our lives sometimes. And, and if you're on a course about governance, you're just talking about that. But then, you know, the reality is that each of us, I've got young children, you know, I've lots of commitments. I'm an Uber driver, um, picking up and dropping off every day, it seems. Um, and, and yet that is, is part of my life as well as my governance career and other things. So is that really what you were driving at that there's lots of different pressures, lots of different pace? Well, it's really interesting because, um, giving it some thought about has my 
title changed since I thought of it um, when we did meet him um, during our course recently. And, and I kind of felt like governing at pace, dot, 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 relatively speaking. So, you know, it's all relative to, as you've just shared, um, what space we're, we're governing in and what space we're moving in and in what space is um, the organisation or the sector that we're currently moving in. And I mean, you mentioned earlier that I, I sit on a number of boards that I sit on in the mental health sector. I, I sit in uh, the global church community sector. And then I also sit in housing. Each of those respective sectors are moving at their own pace. And one would say today housing is a, it's, it's at a far different pace than I guess that of a global church setting, which is one would say more social. Um, more compassionate. Um, we don't need to be in a hurry. You know, let's take our time and reflect. So, um, so governing at pace, relatively speaking. So, I think that's. The, I mean, so I didn't have that at the time, relatively speaking. But I, it, it is very much relative to um, the space that we are holding when we're governing. Yeah, that's really interesting that the title changed for you a little bit during the course. Was there anything, any speakers or any reason why that changed, do you think? Or was it just on reflection? It really was on reflection. And also the course that we were sitting in, it had advanced governors sitting in the room. It felt like we were in an extended boardroom setting. And we were having these conversations around the table um, about areas of interest and concern um, that should be considered uh, when we are governing. But yet we we had such diverse conversations and thoughts, yet no one was wrong, um, but it was all about just being able to um, be in a space where we could have that conversation. And what I could hear from the individuals who were speaking and where they were speaking from, we had a governor who was speaking from Te Ao Māori. You know, you, you had a governor who was speaking from Te Ao Pacifica one who was speaking from um, the, the world view of um, sustainability and, and from, from the agricultural sector, uh, from the gender, from, from a gender perspective. And, and it, was, it felt to me like everyone in those um, different spaces had a different pace, a different tone to what they were wanting to share and, um, and I guess allow us to have increased understanding and knowledge as a result. And so, so that's what I reflected on because it was very different. And there are also times, Stephen, when I sat there thinking, wow, some of these governors kind of have no idea or, sorry, I should, I should, I'll take that back. It's not that they didn't have any, no idea. It's just that I found it surprising that they weren't as equipped or informed that one would expect an advanced director to be in the space of being, in a, I guess, in being that position of being in that, in that position of being an advanced director. So there's still a lot more learning to be done, regardless of what spectrum you're on as a governor. And I'm I'm the first one to say that too. I'm forever learning. <laughs> well, that's that's an interesting principle, isn't it? That we are always learning. That we always need to be rejuvenating and getting new ideas and concepts. I'm keen to explore one bit that you've mentioned. And I know in the introduction, I was mentioning that you often come to boards bringing that Pacifica perspective. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? What, what, I'm just curious, actually, what is that like in entering a boardroom where you've been identified as someone who can bring that different perspective? And how do you go about doing that? I mean, I'll be really honest, um, Steve. I've been doing, I've been in the governance space for close to 20 years now. And I think, you know, 
20 years ago, what did I know about governance? You know, I think my, my earliest experience of sitting around the committee table was probably um, my fair, church fair committee as a, a young adult. And, you know, let's, let's, how are we going to plan this? Mm. Um, and it was very much voluntary stuff that we were doing. And then I was actually propelled into governance at a very accelerated pace about 12 to 13 years ago. And all, all of a sudden, I did become, hindsight's a wonderful thing, all of a sudden, I did become that one woman at the table. And the table was men who were par- all Pākehā. And I did become, and then and I also became that youngest person at the table, the young female at the table. And that was just only in New Zealand. And then all of a sudden, I go into global church governance internationally, and I am still rel- I am still the youngest at the table. And when I say youngest in age, but I'm going to say also youngest in in spirit and in energy, because you know I don't consider myself young that that much younger. But when I'm still sitting around a table with older people, and they still they're still quite some people are still quite set in their thinking, male and female. But quite often, if you feel young in spirit and you have a young family and you sort of, you know, sense, then, then you sort of bring that energy to the room and to the conversations. At the time when I was in it, I didn't know, um, Steve, but as I progressed through, um, as I when I did join and become a member of the Institute of Directors, um, I began to become further equipped in knowledge and understanding of what governance is and and what it looks like and its separation of governance and management. Um, I, I also came to recognise that I was very good at speaking and communicating what needed to be said, but in a manner that was, I believe, that was well-received or better received at the table. Um, uh, there's a famous, or there's a well-known saying by a, a, a prominent Pacifica female leader. That she says, if you're not at the table, then you're on the menu. Uh-huh. And and it's not just being at the table, but it's also being well positioned at the table, um, with the with good intentions, um, to to shift the atmosphere in the boardroom setting or wherever you're sitting. Yes. Yeah, uh, it's interesting to hear your perspective though, because I, I I think it's really valuable to be listening and understanding. Yeah, different perspectives and what people are bringing to the boardroom table. And you've been involved now for a while in governance. Just thinking about your younger self and the the trends that you're seeing, are there anything that you would identify or that might be helpful for our listeners to be aware of, things that you think are coming? Well, you know, like if I think of New Zealand, you know, we're a very young nation and we're a very new nation. But in saying that, even our people population itself, like um, Pacifica, is a, is a young nation that is growing rapidly and i'm not saying by migration Stephen, but by fertility so you know um, we seem to be um reproducing uh, more but we're also incredibly young and so what we're seeing is that the government is now noting that the next 20 to 30 years there's going to be a real shift in what the landscape of new zealand looks like and i think good governors will be able to pick that up and i think again i go back to the word pace you know, the new norm going forward is that even in this point in time, people are feeling completely depleted and tired. People are working, they're working with such haste in their own situations, but I, I don't think people can actually comprehend and understand why everyone is busy, etc. So I think maybe it's a generational thing. I think uh, maybe our children 
are thinking, and this is the normal pace, but maybe it's um, we're a different generation where we're saying, why is everyone in a hurry? So, and you know, and I think what we're going to see differently is people now sitting on governing boards where they want to genuinely, authentically see the impact for good. You know, the social impact of the holistic impact of why we do what we do. Storytelling has been a big deal, you know, like storytelling with the information, the quantitative data that we're now receiving, but the storytelling and how that story is told, the authenticity of it um, and, and how that is shared. And what I'm beginning to see um, around the table, and not just in uh, where you'd expect it in health sectors, is lived experience governors sitting at the table. So they can actually um, provide insight, remind um, traditional long-term governors who are very set in, you know, quite set in the principles and the textbook way of governing, but actually that's quite, you know, quite often you've got to bridge that gap between what happens at the governing table and what happens at the coalface and community um, amongst our populations and what is being heard um, at, at that level. Yeah, and, and I think one thing I sort of was went away um, from our course, um, Steve, was actually a real deeper reflection of what culture means. You know, culture not in the sense of organisational, but sense of community, sense of ethnicity, and a sense of what it means to oneself and what that looks like and, and how do we better understand for planning strategy going ahead. No, those are great reflections. Thank you for that. And I'm just thinking as we're drawing to a close, What's a challenge that you think you could leave with our listeners, but maybe a challenge that's wrapped as a gift? What would be something that you think has helped you and could help them? You know, I just really sense that, you know, you're never too, you're never too experienced as a governor to receive good advice um, from another um, governor or from another person. And, you know, we're, all, we're always learning. But I also know that from a natural, you know, I've come to recognize my my natural superpower, you know, and and unashamedly know know it to be my my strength, and you know, and I think quite often at the governing table, you know, foresight and sharp discernment um, is really um, something that one has naturally, but has to work on. And you know, because we live in an environment that there is so much noise that we're now hearing, and quite often you've got to discern between what is right and what is really right. You know, and so, and that requires um, good judgment and it does require wisdom. And hey, take time to reflect. So, when you're a space, when you are in a space of actually just receiving um, increased knowledge and understanding, take time to reflect and, and draw on what is connected with you within. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, and then, and, and then go with it going forward. Add it to your kitty. Yeah, I really like that. And you know, that actually links us really nicely with how we started the conversation, which was your book title and thinking about pace. Because so often pace involves, well, I did this course, but now I'm off to the next thing and the next thing and taking that moment to reflect and go, what was the key, the key takeaway that I can then apply and actually use it going forward? So Rachel, can I walk into a bookstore soon and pick up the book? Do you think you'll actually write it? Um, I'd have to write it very quickly. <laughs> at pace <laughs> or, or very slowly um, well you know and I think um, who knows so 
Well, if you do put pen to paper, I'll be one of the first ones lining up to get a copy. <laughs> I look forward to it. And Rachel, I just want to say thank you so much for your time. As we discussed at the start, everybody's busy and I appreciate you carved out a little bit of space in your day to chat with me about some of your reflections. I've really enjoyed hearing what you took away from the course, but also just hearing you know, some of your perspective on governance. So thank you so much for sharing with us today. Oh, thank you, um, Stephen. I'm Malo Abito. Thank you very much, Namihinui. Thank you, um, Stephen, for for the foresight of the vision and and I guess you know um, your encouragement um, um, to invite us to come back and um, join you again and just have this, this conversation. I think it's going to be incredibly valuable for um, all governors out there and anyone who has an interest in governance. This is Stephen Rowe, and you've been listening to Board Matters, presented by the Institute of Directors, the professional body for directors in Aotearoa, New Zealand. If you enjoyed this episode and you're keen to listen to more, then why not subscribe, leave a rating, and check out some of the other episodes in this series. Thanks for listening. Kakiteano.